0: Promotional consideration paid for by the following.
1: Hold one. Arm drag. broken Whoa! This is
0: Brett screwed Brett.
1: F- who are you to, to, to doubt El Dandy? Because this guy's a serious professional. Brett screwed Brett. Hold two. Arm bar. Hey, get a nice shot of the brand new Mr. and Mrs. Hunter Hearst Helmsley. I hate you, I hate you. I hate your hat, I hate your t-shirts, I hate your wristbands, I hate your shoes, I hate your music, I hate the C Nation. I hate everything that you stand
0: for. So does rule. Yeah, they do. <laughs> Hole three,
1: the moss covered, three handled family redunzel. It's me Austin, it's me Austin. It was me
0: all along, Austin! Just
1: when they think they got the answers, I change the questions. Oh. Hell. Yeah! Hello and welcome to the Pro Wrestling Mic of the World in... Parma ohio i am your dangerously dashingly strikingly sexy ever so amazing host nick and with me as always is matt hello
0: wrestling people welcome to the parm nick
1: the parm is a parm i don't think it's ever been called the parm parma is a suburb of cleveland it's about i don't know like 10 15 minutes away from cleveland give or take
0: yeah give or take
1: yeah, and so we both, we've lived in like the general area almost all our lives. I don't think a single person has called it the Parm, because that sounds like a sandwich for Mr. Heroes, which <laughs> is another local chain. Uh, with us is, of course, our, well, I should say, my amazingly hot wife, Rebecca.
0: Hey, what's good? <laughs>
1: <laughs> and she is only helping us, I guess, for this one segment that we'll jump right into in a little bit. But first, I want to say, yes, we are at Matt's house On location, so to speak.
0: Hi, welcome.
1: Um, We were actually, me and Rebecca were just passing by, and we're like, yeah, let's do the podcast instead of doing it remote. It's weird doing it in person now, seeing as how the last, like, X amount of weeks it's always done over the internet through Skype.
0: You've missed my face.
1: No, I haven't. Um, (laughs) And yes, I will say last week, me and Rebecca, we were in Columbus because, you know, we just took a little mini vacation, a little break. Celebrate your birthday. To celebrate my birthday, it was. It was a birthday celebration. Went to the zoo and everything, and Matt decided to go solo. I went solo. Which I want to address, because I am not a fan of you stealing my catchphrase. I
0: really wish <laughs> I, I wish- had a copyright. Now, wait a minute. In all fairness, I was trying to keep the show as normal as possible.
1: What? And, and Well, okay, I mean, I guess that's fair, but... You suck. Don't steal my work. <laughs>
0: that's that's <laughs> what that's goes that's down that's to. I thought like
1: you did a great job.
0: <laughs> did you hear that intro? I did. Because Nick got, like, really mad over that intro. I'm like, that's how we always start off the show. <laughs> he was I, just
1: keeping it the same, Nick. I did send him a text message with a lot of uh, expletives in it. Let's just keep it in there. I that. was
0: keeping it the norm in the parm. <laughs> Stop with the parm.
1: No <laughs> one calls it that. you don't have to show the gmails. ProSingPod at gmail.com. Let's go at gmail.com facebook facebook.com slash pro wrestling pod once again facebook.com slash pro wrestling pod twitter is at pro w podcast once again at pro w podcast the official website pro wrestling pod.blogspot.com interviews blog posts all that good stuff and of course we're available on itunes google Podcasts, spotify youtube and right here on anchor how are you matt
0: Pretty good, Nick. How are you, Rebecca? I'm great. How are you guys doing? <laughs>
1: <laughs> we are good. <laughs> we are great. Obviously, this is a SummerSlam prediction podcast, which um, we're going to get to in a little bit. Uh, but overall, before we even jump into anything, I just want to say I, I don't know if I'm fully hyped about the card. I think you know we'll touch on that as the uh, the episode goes by. What about you? Are you excited?
0: I'm looking forward to it. It's the biggest party of the summer. Oh, boy.
1: Let's do this. It's the biggest party of the summer. Anyway, what is so so to give a little backstory, Matt, you texted me, uh, I don't know, maybe it was like Wednesday or Thursday earlier in the week, saying, hey, I have this idea of a game, but I don't want to tell you the game. However, we are going to need Rebecca to help with said game. And so I'm very curious to see what you cooked up before we jump into our SummerSlam predictions here.
0: Okay, well, here's the game. You have no reason to be nervous. Okay. Because this game I have, it's way too easy for either me or you to do. (laughs) (laughs) So this is why, okay, this is why you wanted her here. Yes. Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, boy. The game I came up with...
1: (laughs) Her face is turning pretty red right now. Oh, (laughs) no.
0: Whose move is it anyway?
1: (laughs) Okay. Like, whose line is it anyway?
0: Right. Okay. (laughs) Clever. I I got these questions made up for, like, wrestling finishers, and we're going to see how many of these Rebecca can get right. Oh, God. I think there's... Hold on. There's one, two, three... I think there's, like, five questions. Four or five. five. Okay. Alright, so uh I guess it's whenever you're ready.
1: I'm so so hold on, before we jump into this, exactly how is this gonna work? You're gonna say the name of
0: a move? I have different questions, like there's one that's multiple choice. Okay. Um one just fly out and ask, who's this person's move? Um
1: So is this only for her or can I play two?
0: It's just for her. You, you'll fly through. <laughs> oh, God. I'm All right, so fair scared. Enough.
1: Ding, Bring it. ding, ding, ding. Round one. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> Bring it.
0: What is Randy Orton's finishing move?
1: Oh, the Cobra.
0: The Cobra. The Cobra,
1: right? Is it the Cobra? She did not just say the Cobra. No. <laughs> cobra would be Santino Marella. Oh, I have and, no idea who that is. I was going to say, there's no way you know who Santino is. Isn't it something Cobra?
0: No, no Randy Orton is known as the Viper. That's what I was thinking of, the Viper. Okay, but his finishing move is the R-K-O. RKO. The RKO. The three most How destructive I letters:
1: R, K, O.
0: No, 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 no! <laughs>
1: Randour is boring. Okay. <laughs> uh, she's not wrong. <laughs> All just, right. Just wow. so you
0: guys know, Rebecca's not a big wrestling fan. She watches it. She,
1: a, she knows the faces. She she watches every now and then. I know what's up. Ish.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: She knows what's up-ish.
0: Alright, this one, you can have mul- there's multiple answers, all I need is just one answer. Okay. Name one of the Undertaker's signature moves. Oh gosh. Uh,
1: oh, it's that one to where like, they land on their head. <laughs> oh gosh, what's that called? Like, pulling them to sleep? Or, like, that would be CM Punk, the go to sleep. Okay, okay, what about? I was like,
0: think of his character. It's something about dying or dead or
1: something <laughs> like that. And then <laughs> the hits him with the something about dying.
0: I almost say we give that to her because she knows the move. Yeah. She just doesn't know the name. Yeah, exactly. Which, which
1: I guess, to be fair, if you're not watching every single week, it's kind of. Is it the yeah.
0: tombstone? Yes. Ding 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 ding, 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 ding. <gasps> Yay! She got one. Yes. All right. I'm on fire. Keep going. Okay. This is the multiple choice. <laughs> okay. So, Natalia's submission hold is which move? A. The the sharpshooter. B. The disarm her. C. The ankle lock. Or D. The figure eight. A. Ding, 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 ding. Wow, two for three. (laughs) Oh, this is good. (laughs) I like this. (laughs) I know things. Recently, Dolph Ziggler has started to use Shawn Michaels' old finisher. What is it?
1: Oh, the, um, Sweet Chin Music. Is that it? Ding, ding, ding. Look
0: at you. Okay. Three
1: for four. She's on a roll So already she's passed. All right.
0: (laughs) The finishing move, Coast to Coast... Belongs to who? Ooh, this is going to be tough Coast to Coast to Um, tough. Is
1: that the one where he goes from one side of the ring to the other? Yeah. Shane McMahon. Oh my god! Shane! <laughs> <laughs> Am I impressing you?
0: Four for five. Sweet. Wow. Is
1: it like a bonus round? One
0: more question. Oh. I, I didn't write this one down. I didn't have enough time. Okay. I kind of forgot about it. Okay. True or false, Daniel Bryan's finishing move... That he currently has as a submission hold. Mm-hmm. He's had three names for. It. It's oh. the same move.
1: Yeah, she. I don't know if she's gonna get this. Oh.
0: Is it true or false?
1: He has three names for. It. Oh, okay. I'm gonna say true.
0: Ding, ding, ding.
1: Okay, that was just a guess. That was like a good, secure
0: guess. Bonus points if you can name the names. Oh yeah, I have no idea. The label lock, yes. The yes lock and the no lock. Yes and yes.
1: Oh. <laughs> yeah, don't you mean? Yes. <laughs> I, I get yeah, the last two, but what's the what's the, the name? The LaBelle Lock. Yeah. Um, I I could be wrong on this, but I think there was a wrestler who. I think it's named after. I I could be yeah, wrong. Yeah, I at think at it all. is
0: named after him. Um, he actually called it the LaBelle Lock before it was the Yes Lock. Right. And then he started calling it the Yes Lock, and then he turned heel. It was the No Lock, and, and then they reverted back, back to, to, to the Yes Lock, yeah. and now it's the LaBelle Lock.
1: Oh, okay. What they might just call it—the Daniel Bryan mark. Might as well. And, you know, well, congratulations. Did I impress you guys? I am really I am impressed. Shocked. Okay, that, good. That's, that Yay. was really
0: good. Four for five.
1: Okay, I'm I'm excited. Wow, that just made my day.
0: And that was whose move is it anyway? Where <laughs> the points don't really matter. It's like Rebecca wearing makeup. It doesn't matter. She She's doesn't need way. it way.
1: Oh, thank you yeah. guys. Shots. <laughs> Well, that
0: right. was fun. <laughs> now get the hell out of here.
1: Okay, <laughs> you guys have a great day. All right. <laughs> so big props to Rebecca for Woo! being a <laughs> for being a trooper, and I'm surprised. I did not think she was going to get four out of five.
0: I'm, I I guess I should have made that a little harder. I I guess so. I mean, for for
1: someone who's uh, a Brock Lesnar of a wrestling fan, I mean, she did a really good job, and it scares me that I just basically like compared her to Brock, but. That's neither here nor there. So, and first off, I want to say, this is a cool setup in your room, by the way, because you're sitting on a zebra-printed blanket on a bed. Yes. And I'm sitting across from you in an office chair, and we have a Chromebook on a bookshelf, and we're doing the podcast that way. I just think this is so, like,
0: relaxed. Well, normally, we would either do the show, like, in the kitchen, or I think we've even done it in the office. Office, yeah. Um, It's... The house is set up a little differently since the last time, and we can't do it in the kitchen because Tiffany's still here. She's getting ready for work, so she's gonna be moving around. Right. And, uh So there's a noise factor with that. Uh, the office doesn't exist anymore because of the baby. That's like a the room is empty right now. It's just like
1: you're baby. you're setting it up to be an right, right
0: now. It's empty. It's just laundry baskets and stuff for a gender reveal party in there.
1: You got any baby stuff yet?
0: Not yet, because okay. we don't know the gender.
1: No, so, so you're just waiting for the
0: gender. And, right. Okay. So, basically, the upstairs of the house is... We kind of combined a few things in it. I noticed. It's a spare room, office, makeup room.
1: <laughs> but you know what, though? In all honesty, it, it, actually, it works. Yeah, it works a lot in here. So, you know, very good, very good setup. Uh, also, I do jokes aside i do want to give you thanks for hosting last week it was it was just one of those things that um like a couple days before we left for columbus i was thinking oh shoot that's a podcast week so it was kind of we were kind of just like running down different things we could do at one point i said well i have my laptop i could always do remotely from columbus Uh, we tried getting michael on the show but he was booked up so he couldn't get on and so at that point, you just basically decided to take the reins and do it solo.
0: Yeah, um, I wanted you guys to be able to enjoy your, I guess, staycation.
1: Staycation, yeah. Uh, because we're basically we're saving up to buy a house, so we're not looking into doing any more vacations, unless if we absolutely have to. But um, so yeah, that was the whole point of us going to Columbus, which was about mm, like an hour and a half, give or take away. Um, went to the zoo. Shout out to Giordano's Pizza. Uh, my favorite Chicago chain has a location in Columbus, which is wild. And uh, I sent a couple slices home to Mom, and it doesn't surprise me she didn't share with anybody. Um, I yeah. had
0: no idea she had pizza.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, it's delicious deep dish. If you guys ever go to Columbus for anything, make it a point to stop at Joe It's pricey, not going to lie to you, but it is delicious.
0: Tiffany was actually born in Chicago. Oh, yeah. So, like, talking with her family, I've heard about that place. Uh, it seems like it's a pretty good place. I'm going to have to try that out sometime.
1: Yeah, so uh, we went there and we actually found uh, what's called a barcade. Uh, basically, an that? Ar- it's basically an arcade for adults and they serve alcohol. Um, we have a couple of places here in like the Cleveland area. There's 16 Bit. Um, uh, there's one in North Ridgeville, which is another suburb, and I'm drawing a blank on the name. But basically, yeah, I mean, it, you. so when you get there, they have to check your ID, and then once you get in, they don't serve food, but they, uh, obviously they sell the drinks, but then all of their arcade games are on free play, meaning you don't have to spend money to play them, you just walk up and start playing. And me and Rebecca, we did a vlog video, I don't know if I'm going to post it online or anything like that, it might just be like a little keepsake, but... Um, we played some street fighter and she got confused on how to actually move her player, which was adorable. And she also played uh super WrestleMania, the arcade game. And she was, I believe, Shawn Michaels. And she lost in like the first round to razor, but still it was, it was a fun time, the whole trip. And, um, so again, thank you for doing the podcast. It was
0: uh, no problem. Much appreciated.
1: So with that being said, plugs out the way, uh, Whose finisher is it anyway is out the way. Whose move is it it anyway. So with all that being said, are you ready to run down WWE SummerSlam?
0: Oh, I am so ready.
1: Now, before we jump into this, and I mentioned when Rebecca was up here, I kind of had some reservations about this show. And I I think that as we continue this podcast episode, those reservations are going to come out a little bit more. Um... So I'm not going to get into like full detail right now in terms of what those reservations are. But I will say overall, I think the, the, the card looking at from top to bottom, as I looked at before we got on air, I just think it could be so much more stronger than what it is, which I think this is a first for WWE's pay-per-views for the year, is that whenever I looked at their pay-per-view cards, I thought, wow, that's actually a pretty decent card. Um, this is the first time and it took till August for me to actually think, eh, I don't think this card is really all that. Um and again we'll we'll get into it, but I will say that and I I know you don't really watch NXT, but I think that tonight, uh, as we're doing this is Saturday, um I think the takeover show could be the one that steals it this weekend. Uh they have Johnny Gargano versus Adam Cole Bebe Part three, um which I think is unceremoniously the final match between these guys because every time they get in the ring magic happens. Um, we're not going to be previewing TakeOver. Um, I kind of just, I left that open-ended. Maybe I'll do a pre-show before the, the show happens. I don't know yet. It kind of depends because me and Rebecca we have plans and stuff. So, not fully sure what time I'll be home to do a pre-show. If I do, it'll be exclusively on our Twitter at Podcast. Once again, at ProWPodcast. Podcast. um, so yeah, we'll 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 see about that. Um, how do you feel though about the overall strength of the card?
0: Well so far there's ten matches. And just looking up and down the card the more I look at the more I'm kind of okay with it. Okay. I mean there are some gems of matches in there, like AJ Styles versus Ricochet, um Becky Lynch and Natalia. But then you also have your matches. I'm kind of like, I don't know if that's going to be any good. Like Goldberg versus Dolph Ziggler.
1: Oh, we'll get into that.
0: <laughs> Bailey versus Ember Moon. I mean. Sleepers. Yeah. Uh, well, I just don't know what to make of it. Because SummerSlam is supposed to be the second biggest pay per view, right behind WrestleMania. So. You kind of expect the card to be like top notch.
1: Yeah, um, I mean, there's ten matches on the card, so I guess I guess we'll just run through. That, that's Rebecca. I texted her to bring me a water. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, I heard the, the door open. <laughs> I heard open. the door open. Yeah. Which, by the way, I I think that that air conditioner. I don't even think it's even really picking up on the 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 podcast. I thought it would. Hey. Okay, goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for the water. You're welcome. Um, so anyway, yeah, um, the, the overall strength, in my opinion, I'm, I'm like you. There are matches I think could steal the whole weekend, but then I think there are matches that are like, really, that's the best storyline thing you can come up with? Um, so we're going to start. We're going to do our usual here. Ten matches are on the card. Um, where is this taking place from? This is taking place in from Toronto. Toronto at the Scotiabank Arena, which is... Of course, Trish is hometown. Um, so, of course, that's going to play a factor. But anyway, ten matches on the card. Uh, we'll start with the cruiserweights. Uh, Drew Gulak defending his cruiserweight title against... I really hope I'm saying this right. Oni L- Lorkin.
0: I've never even heard of the guy. <laughs> I mean, I don't watch 205 Live, so...
1: Well, I've heard... Like, I've seen his name pop up. Oops. Um, but I can't tell you anything... About him, I think Drew Gulak, and I could be wrong about this. I think he just won with that cruiserweight title not too long ago. A like, I, I feel ago. like, like, because I won't. Buddy Murphy, did he win it from Buddy? I think he did.
0: It might have been like a multi man match. Okay, but yeah,
1: because that's right. It was. It was a triple threat match. It was Buddy. Um, it was Drew Gulak, and I think Noam. No, not Noam Dar. I'm not sure. Someone else was in the match. Because I know that Buddy didn't get pinned when he lost his title. But that being said, Drew Gulak um, continue his reign. Why not? I'm gonna say Drew for it.
0: Uh, yeah, G-Dog. I'm gonna say Gulak too. Can we call him G Dog? If you want to call him G Dog, by all means. Okay, what about Drewy G?
1: Nah, that's a little tricky to say.
0: Yeah, let's stick with G Dog. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh singles match, I think we both will Well, I don't know if we'll agree cuz our picks always tend to <laughs> tend to change. Uh Trish Stress taking on Charlotte Flair. Now, uh again, this is in Trish's hometown. This match, and I told this to Rebecca, I think that this match I'm in a love-hate relationship with this match. Okay? I feel like this match could steal the show of the whole card but I have two reservations. One is that the fact that it's in Trisha's hometown. How much that's going to play in effect. Because as the story goes, typically the hometown hero gets the win, especially if they're a legend. So it kind of falls in her favor. However, Charlotte just came back not too long ago. Okay, this is like really her first, if you want to count it as her first feud since she got back. So I think in that regard, part of me thinks, what a great way to make a monster heal even more out of Charlotte. I mean, she doesn't need the heat, but this would be a great way to put her over. So, I'm torn between this. And, I think there's a part of me that says Charlotte, or as I like to call her, Char-Char-Banks.
0: What's up with all these <laughs> <nicknames>? <laughs> I don't Just know. Just stop. All um, right? <laughs> I got
1: very little sleep, and I went to the gym first thing in the morning. I'm tired. Um, I'm gonna go... I think I'm going to go with uh, Trish, I think. Because we saw on Raw that there was that tag match with, uh, I believe it was Trish and Natty versus Becky and Charlotte. And Natty kind of snapped towards the end of pushing Trish. And it, it to me, it, it kind of it made Trish look a little weak. I don't know if Trish is going to be back on not a regular schedule or anything, but maybe on a part-time basis. I don't know. If that's the case, I think... If Trish is back in some sense, I think Trish is going to win. So, that's my pick. I'm locking it in.
0: Well, I feel like Trish has already been back, because I think she's on a Legends contract. I could be wrong oh, on okay. that. Um, which is why she makes appearances every now and then. Um, it is in Trish Strass' hometown of Toronto. Charlotte Flair, like you said, is coming back. So, I'm kind of like in the same boat as you. This is one of those matches that can go either way. I kind of wish that... As fun as Raw Reunion was, I kind of wish it didn't happen, just so there'd be an extra week of TV to kind of like help push all these matches. Or just promote
1: them a little bit. I mean, that, that was a really bad time to have that Raw Reunion, I think.
0: Yeah, I could see them having the Raw Reunion, like the Raw after SummerSlam.
1: But, I mean, that's also pressure from USA, though, to get the ratings up.
0: That that is true, but I I think that's kind of why this card has suffered a little bit. Because there's a lot of things that seem forced and pushed together. Yeah. So, I I think I'm also... Actually, I'm going to go with Charlotte Flair. I really am
1: torn with this.
0: Because the more I think about it, I see it as kind of like... If Charlotte wins she can be even more obnoxious as a heel saying I beat Trish Stratis in her hometown I'm the queen it, yeah that's and that's a fair it, it could also be like a passing of the torch kind of thing so yeah I'm going to yeah. go with Charlotte Flair
1: and you know the way you said that by the way when you said oh I beat Char- or Stratus in her hometown that reminded me a lot of when remember when a couple of years ago Roman would come out saying that he retired the Undertaker at Wrestlemania yeah That's what that kind of reminded me of. And I don't think that was designed to get heat on Roman, but it
0: did. But it's one of those things where it draws heat. Baron Corbin even used it earlier in the year when he beat Kurt Angle at WrestleMania. That's true.
1: That's fair. Uh, Next up, we have the the sleeper match of the night. Honestly, for me, this is going to be the bathroom break of the the night. And that is a quote-unquote returning Goldberg. Uh, facing off against Dolph Ziggler, and the reason why is look, okay, it's kind of the same. It's the Trish effect, you know. Um, essentially, you have you have a feud between Miz and Ziggy McZiggles. Okay, because I'm giving my one nickname apparently. And I these, I think they put on decent matches. I don't think they're like five star, but I think they're they're good matches between Dolph and Miz. But then they kind of, it was between them and Dolph would name drop Goldberg here and there, and Shawn Michaels, Shawn gets involved, and uh, then last week on Raw there was this, the contract signing, and Miz said, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna beat you bad next Monday, and then he stops and he goes, well, apparently you didn't read the fine print because the match for SummerSlam isn't against me, it's against somebody else. And they kind of tease Sean for a brief moment. And then Sean goes, uh, Dolph, it's not me. And then Goldberg comes out. I think this was a lot more trouble than what it should have been. I don't understand why they couldn't have a a uh, Miz versus Ziggler match with maybe Sean as like a special ref or something to that effect. I think that would be way more organic than having Goldberg come out Because now, to me, it's a 30-second match, and now I feel like Goldberg is going to win. And I hate that, because I think Dolph should win. But my gut is telling me Goldberg.
0: So what's your official pick?
1: Let's hear your official pick first.
0: You're going to go off my pick. Okay, well... I'm curious. I want to hear what you you have to say. You made a lot of good points. Uh... Trying to think where I should start with this match. Uh, let's start with Dolph Ziggler like calling out all these legends. And then he gives Shawn Michaels the sweet chin music. So they kinda set it up like it's gonna be Ziggler and Shawn Michaels if it's not gonna be Ziggler and the Miz. All right. And to be fair, Dolph Ziggler versus Shawn Michaels. I'm sorry, but they should have went with that match instead of the Goldberg match. Because I think that will have been more competitive. I don't think Goldberg belongs in a wrestling ring right now. I think his time has kind of passed. You look at the match he had with The Undertaker. It it sucked. Oh, was horrible. Yeah. So this match, I, I definitely see Ziggler carrying Goldberg.
1: Yeah, I, I, I think that's that's
0: fair. But at the same time, I see it being almost like a squash match. Okay. So I think Goldberg is going to do his usual spear, jackhammer. Yeah, stuff
1: of, stuff we've seen a million times. Right. Already. Yeah. Um, and I'm glad you said Goldberg because my gut, again, I go with my gut, and that is Goldberg. I... I just I hate the fact that Goldberg comes in, squashes people, and then leaves. Like, to me, that's... And I, I'm trying to restrain myself a little bit because we're a family-friendly podcast, but there's no point in that. Like, you, you clearly are showing that you're here just for a payday. And it's the same thing with with uh, Brock. Brock's the same way. He comes in, he squashes people, he leaves. I don't know if there's really anyone that Brock has even put over ever since he came back. So it's kind of tough for me to want to have any kind of believability in a guy like Dolph when you come by and, and squash people nonstop? I hope they prove me wrong but I'm going with my gun
0: well I'm definitely going Goldberg because Dolph Ziggler he's not the Undertaker true I mean someone like the Undertaker gets the wind over Goldberg but now when you put Dolph Ziggler in it it's going to be Goldberg
1: yeah so that's that's fair Alright, um, I probably I was doing a live video on Twitter I probably shouldn't have done that At that time Uh, AJ Styles defending his United States title against Ricochet Now A heel AJ Styles Is what wrestling needs right now You need a guy who's super over with the fans But then just like Stab them in the heart, so to speak
0: And this is for the United States Championship
1: Right um, he reformed the club with Gallus and Anderson, but now they're calling themselves the OC.
0: How do you feel about that name?
1: It's stupid. What was wrong with the club? At least it pays homage to the Bullet Club, which they were in all at the same time. Unless if WWE wants to be like, oh, we're 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 straining far away from from the Bullet Club in Japan, we're we're the OC now, which.
0: I like how you do that in, like, your Vince McMahon voice. That's my Vince voice, damn it! <laughs> because I can see Vince McMahon totally saying that.
1: Yeah. And, you know, okay, I'm excited for this match because it's AJ and freaking Ricochet. Right. I just hope, and and this is, is that a Twizzler blank or pillow I see?
0: Yeah, uh,
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. Matt got up to change the, the fan speed, and I'm looking at a Twizzler pillow right now. Oh, that's cool. That's really cool. Um, Anyway. But that, that threw me off a little bit. Um,
0: Bunch of hidden gems here in this room. Yeah, apparently. Um, so it, We're not even going to talk about the big cardboard cutout of the guy from...
1: Game of Thrones.
0: Game of Thrones that Rebecca drooled over on her way up here. Oh, man, she was about
1: to kick us out.
0: It's a big cardboard cutout. The guy's like six feet tall. You can't teach that. Well, seven feet tall. You can't teach. It's close uh, enough. Six feet you close, can close close enough. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what do you go to the school of six feet tall? <laughs> Is that um anyway, so Styles and Ricochet. I think this match if if put it this way, if Trish and Charlotte doesn't steal the show, it'll be AJ and Ricochet. Um that being said, I hope that I'm going to call him the club. I hope that the club doesn't interfere, because I think that takes away from the magic of what could be a good match. Or have them come out and try to interfere, and then the ref throws them in the back.
0: I see that happening.
1: I think that will happen, too. Um, So this match is going to be everything we think it will be. Um, That said, I don't know if you should give the title to Ricochet right now at this point. I just I I feel like AJ I think they're they're trying to rebuild AJ a little bit, it seems. Turning him heel, align him with the OC, giving him that title. And I think if that's the direction you're going, I, I don't really think that this is the time to, to swap the title. You know, maybe save it for the next pay per view or the one after. So I'm I'm gonna go AJ.
0: See my thing is I agree with you on them kind of rebuilding AJ, making him, I don't want to say better, but, I mean, they're building him up. The only problem is they're kind of doing that with Ricochet, too, like building him up for the future.
1: Well, the, well and that, put, that puts them in a tough spot.
0: And that's why I'm torn on this match as well. Um, you said AJ, right? Yeah. Okay, I think I'm also going to go with AJ, just because he just won that belt.
1: But but you know what's funny to that, though, is the whoever pay-per-view Ricochet won it, he lost it, like, what, a couple weeks later? Like, he didn't have a long reign at all.
0: Yeah, but too many short reigns.
1: It's damaging, belt. yeah.
0: Um, although I could also see Ricochet winning off of a DQ.
1: Yeah, because of the OC. Or just because AJ snaps or something?
0: Yeah, uh, I'm almost tempted to change my pick to Ricochet. But I already wrote AJ, so I nah, think it's I'm, locked. I'm locked in. It's at this locked. Point. The
1: moment that that ink hits yeah. that paper, man. As soon as I
0: hit ink to <laughs> paper,
1: you're right. Like boots to S's, ink to paper. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean it's it's going to be a good match. I mean I don't think anyone's going to dispute that. Alright, now this match, I am very curious to see how they book it. Um, but I think it's obvious who the winner will, in my opinion. Uh, we have a Finn Balor taking on a returning Bray Wyatt, now known as the Fiend, essentially. His, his uh, alter ego, his other persona. I love what they're doing with Bray. They are doing the ultimate split personality thing. That
0: He's a schizophrenic.
1: Schizophrenic, but yes.
0: That too. <laughs> Schizo.
1: Um, yeah, I think that that's what they originally wanted to do with Finn, but for whatever reason they soured on that idea. And now that's why we only see the demon once in a while. And I, first off, the Firefly Funhouse and him dressing in a sweater, saying "Yowie, wowie," all that stuff, very creepy tones to it. And then once he turns over to The Fiend, it's like, man, this is how you book Bray Wyatt. You know, he's coming out every week. He's attacking legends. He attacked uh, Kurt Angle, McFoley, using the Mandible Claw, no less.
0: Now, I think that's going to be like, I want to say it's finisher because he still uses Sister Abigail.
1: But like a setup, maybe?
0: They could have Sister Abigail be secondary and then the Mandible Claw be like his new finisher, actually.
1: I'd be okay with that. Do you think Mick Foley gave him his blessing, or do you think he was just like, yeah, I'm going to use it? Because <laughs> wrestling's all about respect. I mean, right, you're I someone's could, finisher.
0: I could see Mick Foley signing off on that.
1: I mean, I know Steve Austin signed off on the stunner by KO. So uh, I'm assuming it, it had to be the same thing with, with Foley.
0: Which, side note, Austin does the stunner way better. way than better KO.
1: than KO. I mean...
0: I, I like how Austin used to set it up with the kick to the gut, and then he'd drop him with the stunner. KO, I've seen it too many times where he just kind of spins around, grabs him, and stuns him.
1: I don't like that. Like, uh, he, lack of a better word, he's putting his own spin on it, which is great, but it's a stunner. Like, it doesn't need modification. It's right. uh, It's a great move. Um, but anyway, getting back on track with Finn and Bray... Um, I, I think it's an easy pick, personally. If if you make Bray lose, you're just going back to the old booking style of Bray. Where he talks a big game but he can't back it up in the ring. So I and plus there's been talk about Finn wanting time off. What's a better way to write him off than right now? So I'm going fiend.
0: Yeah, I think I'm going Bray Wyatt, pretty much the same reasons you did. It would hurt him. If he lost, because then it's like, well, same story. Bray Wyatt can't win on a big pay-per-view.
1: Yeah. It's it's a very easy pick in my opinion.
0: Yeah, and, you know, it's a new character. You want to get it over with the fans, which it is, and you want to keep that momentum going. So that's why you want to have Bray Wyatt win.
1: Now, this match, I'm very curious to see how this one plays out, and I really want to hear your opinion, so I, I'm going to let you go first on this one. Okay. It is Kevin Owens versus Shane McMahon in a regular singles match. However, if KO loses, he has to quit WWE. Um, to to set things up, essentially uh, last week on SmackDown, KO said, you know, I know Shane's not going to put his career on the line. He's a McMahon. He's smarter than that. Blah blah blah. Um, and and then shortly after that, uh, I believe it was Elias. I believe came out. And help attack KO and everything. Um, I like their feud. I I love the revamped KO. You know, um, he's more outspoken, the anti-hero, so to speak. I think it's great. Um, how? First off, before you get into your pick, how are you feeling about this new KO?
0: I, I like it. I like the direction they're going. Uh, we talked a little bit already about him using the stunner. Not as good as Stone Cold. But, no. Uh, you know his old finishing move was the pop up power bomb. Yeah. In your opinion? What move does he do better? Well,
1: for me, yeah, I would say the pop up power bomb. But thing is, between that and that cannonball that he used to do, I mean, I, he still does it. But to me, like. When I see those two moves, I think Kevin Owens, because he's done them for so long. I don't think there's anything wrong with him adding the stunner to his arsenal, but when you add a new move, you have to make it look good. And I'm kind of shocked in a way that whenever I see him hit a stunner, I'm just like, eh, okay. Like, to me, it, it doesn't add anything to his overall performance.
0: I've never really been a big fan of wrestlers using someone else's move as a finisher. Um, There is only one exception.
1: I think I know what you're going to say, but go ahead.
0: What do you think I'm going to say?
1: That the RKO was a variation of the diamond cutter.
0: Okay, so there's two exceptions. (laughs) (laughs) Because that's not what I was thinking of. I was thinking of when Seth Rollins used to use the pedigree.
1: He did make the pedigree look pretty good.
0: And I think he should still use the pedigree. But getting back to the KO Shane McMahon thing, um, yeah, I do like where they're going with this feud. It's kind of like a modern-day Austin McMahon feud, except Clearly. now it's Owens McMahon. Yeah. Uh, however, I, I kind of see Shane McMahon winning.
1: Okay. And
0: then, yeah, KO has to quit. However, there's multiple McMahons who are in charge. That,
1: this is exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> could
0: easily rehire Kevin Owens. I mean, we've seen stuff like this happen before.
1: So who would be the McMahon to rehire him? Because you figure it's not going to be Stephanie. They're going to want to keep her heel. If it's anyone, I could see Triple H doing it.
0: I, I don't know which McMahon, which McMahon would do it. Because I can kind of see Stephanie doing it. I can kind of see Vince doing it. I can kind of see Triple H doing it. Uh, Either way, I'm going to go with Shane McMahon on this one.
1: I I don't want this to happen, but I could imagine KO, quote-unquote, getting fired, and then interfering in, like, random matches and starting chaos and stuff, and then it leads to eventually at... I would make another Big Four pay-per-view, but that's Survivor Series, but... Um having him versus Shane in like a no holds barred match like, you know, final match kind of thing. That's a lot of storytelling though between now and Survivor. I don't I don't know if I like how long that would be dragging out, but I could see that happening is what I'm saying. Um my pick is Kevin er I'm sorry, Shane McMahon, because i I was actually gonna say a lot of the same points that you made. Um it just it, it wouldn't surprise me if he lost. Like, when I first w- were thinking about predictions, I was originally going to say, oh, Kevin Owens is going to win. But as time progresses, you kind of change your
0: I, I was actually mind. counting on you saying Kevin Owens. That's who I thought you were going to pick. So I'm kind of surprised by that pick. You, well,
1: it was a lot of the same reasons that you, you said as well. Next up, we have Kofi Kingston versus Randy Orton for the WWE Championship. Now, this feud essentially I don't, I don't know if relegated is the right word but they're using a lot of the stuff from when they first feuded way back ten years ago in 2009 how Randy quote unquote used his influence to hold guys like Kofi down uh, the infamous time where Kofi botched something in the ring and Randy yelled stupid at him a million times to Kofi's famous boom drop and like all the, the, the famous stuff from their feud um I think it's cool that they're revisiting that, and they're actually using some of the real-life um, sentiments on TV. I, I love that. You know, I you need to have that realism sometimes. And I I don't know if this feud necessarily needs that, but at the same time, I appreciate it.
0: I wonder how much of that is backed by Eric Bischoff's influence.
1: Yeah, and that's a very very good possibility. Um, you know, I mean... I. Kofi, he's had some decent matches since he's had the title. Um, And and to WWE's credit, they've booked him really good as champion, I think. Um, However, I think Orton is probably going to be his biggest test. And I told Rebecca after he won the title that he's going to hold it till SummerSlam. So I kind of think that this might be where Kofi drops it. I'm going to stick with my original gut feeling. And what I said at WrestleMania, I'm going to say Orton's going to be champ. I think he's going to leave Toronto as champion. And Matt, you are grinning, and I don't like it right now. (laughs)
0: Because I'm looking at these matches, we're a lot alike. There's only one difference in our matches so far. And I went into this going, okay, Nick's going to pick this person. (laughs) I'm going to pick this person. And like, you're not going with who I thought you were going to pick on most of these matches. Like, I thought for sure you are going to say Kofi.
1: Well, well, let me ask you this then. Do you think that with us picking a lot of the same picks, that that's a good thing or a bad thing?
0: I don't know. I, I really don't know. Because <laughs> I, I hope this ain't going to be a predictable show.
1: I know. We always say that. And as a fan, I don't care if you're anti-WWE, you know, anti-indies, whatever you are. At the end of the day, we're all wrestling fans. We're hoping for a not-so-predictable, really compelling show at the end of it.
0: I do think the next, counting this match, we've got four matches left to go over. Okay. I think the next four matches, I kind of think we're going to be a little different on some of them, so I'm hoping that makes up for it. But I'm going to agree with you, Randy Orton. I think the vindication... That Kofi's looking for isn't going to happen. I think the fairy tale comes to an end by the RKO.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You said we have four matches. I'm looking. I, I was
0: counting the Kofi match.
1: Oh, okay, that's fair. Um, yeah, so we both agree that Orton is. Do you? Before we move on, real quick, we don't have to go in depth with us. Do you think that Randy Orton needs the title anymore at this stage in his career? No, but. Do you think he'll be a transitional champion?
0: I don't know about that, but as far as him needing the belt, did John Cena need the belt 16 times? Did Ric Flair need the belt 16 times? What about Triple H and all of his runs?
1: 14, I believe, for Triple H. Right,
0: so I don't really think that matters too much.
1: Yeah, I mean, I just... And Randy Orton is
0: right behind those guys, by the way. Yeah,
1: he's not. I think he's 13, I want to say. 12 or 13, I'm not sure. Something like that. Um, I'm old school, though. You know, I want to have wrestlers who have lengthy runs with the title. And I'm talking like six months, maybe even to a year. And, again, to their credit, they've made Kofi look pretty good. But I just... there's just something about him winning the title that it was well-deserved, but at the same time, that fairy tale, like you said, I think is coming to an end. All right, so now we have a singles match for a SmackDown women's title, Bailey defending against Ember Moon. Um, I like this. It's refreshing a little bit. You know, people, wrestling fans are very two-faced fans, because they want to say, well, why aren't they pushing Ember Moon? They push Ember Moon. And then they go, oh, why are they making her look weak on TV? Or why are they going to bury her with a loss? It's like, a loss doesn't bury anybody. Sometimes you even need to lose, I would say. Is that the case for Ember? No, she needs to win. But it's, to me, Ember Moon in particular, it's one of those things that the fans need to realize, just shut up and watch. See what's going to happen before you make that judgment. And I really wish fans would just calm down for two seconds and just watch things play out. Um, that said, this is another match I've kind of been going back and forth about because I I think we can agree Bailey's run with the title has kind of been lackluster to say the least. Ember Moon hasn't really done anything credible on TV to fully deserve this match, in my opinion. I will like the fact that I will say I like the fact that um, she hit Bailey with an Eclipse, and then the next week it was a Bailey or. Bailey to Belly yeah. Bailey to Belly on Ember Um, so I like that one one upsmanship but I don't know Um, for me it's a toss up and quite frankly I'm not too interested in this so I guess I'll say Ember I I don't know I mean Bailey seems like she's had that title for not the longest time but long enough
0: who'd you say Ember?
1: yeah I'll go Ember
0: Yeah again a lot of great points I think this match suffers because it was feels like it was thrown together not a whole lot of effort went behind it like I understand the one upsmanship but I think another week or two this feud could have it could have been, been better yeah. it could have evolved into something better Um, I'm going to go with Bailey on this and this is another match I can see going either way. Um, how long ago did Bailey win the championship?
1: I don't know. That's what I was kind of thinking in my head. Was at WrestleMania, that, uh, her and Sasha lost the Tag toast to the Iconics, and then that's when Sasha took her little leave, so, and it had to have been some time after that. Whatever when- the pay per view was, I would say after WrestleMania, maybe. I don't know. Let's let's look it up here. Uh,
0: because it feels like Bailey hasn't had the belt a whole lot of time. so
1: Money in the bank. That's right. She cashed in because she won money in the bank. Right. And then later on she.
0: And that was, what, like two months ago? Yeah. Like two pay-per-views ago? So, yeah, I'm going to stick with Bailey. However, I'm going to also say this. Since this is is SummerSlam and a lot of times they try and make this out to be the second greatest pay-per-view behind WrestleMania, I see a surprise happening.
1: Okay.
0: And I'm hoping this happens because I think it would make for uh, some good storytelling. What if Sasha Banks comes back I think I know
1: what you're going to say.
0: I'm not saying she's going to cost Bailey the belt but maybe like after the match, attack Bailey, yes, and then set up a Bailey versus Sasha match for the belt.
1: Which look, I'm not a Sasha fan. I never really was. Not, like I don't like hate her or dislike her or anything. Just to me, it's like yeah, okay. But I would love to see that happen because enough time has passed. I would like to think her and WWE's kind of patched things up at least a little bit.
0: When they lost the tag team titles to the Iconics. Do you remember which one lost the belts? Like who got pinned or somebody?
1: Um, that's a good question. I want to say it was Sasha.
0: Okay, I was kind of hoping it was Bailey. I, I I don't
1: I don't know for sure.
0: Cause I, I was hoping it was Bailey, so that Sasha could like blame Bailey for it, and that can kind of help set up the feud.
1: Well, see, the thing is, they 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 did the whole frenemy thing with her and Bailey. Couple of years back, where it's like one week they're good, the next week not so much, and you know attack each other, but then hug each other, and
0: well, that's the thing with frenemies—they're constantly back and
1: forth. Yeah. And which I, I don't mind it, but if you're doing that, you need to pick a lane and kind of stay in it. So I—I I will say this: bonus points to both of us then if Sasha does come out and. Either interfere in the match or beat down Bailey. I think we should get like yeah. half a point for that if that happens, because we both seem to think that that's going to happen.
0: Yeah, but with the way how our picks are going, it's a half point even going to mean anything. Yeah,
1: that's 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 very fair. Now we have Becky Lynch defending her Raw Women's Title against Natalia in a submission match. Uh I I I like this. Okay. I I want to preface this by saying I like this their 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 feud in the direction it's going. Again, it suffers the same fate from a lot of these matches. Not enough time to really cook. And we had a promo a couple of weeks ago where there was a I think it was a woman's fatal four-way to determine who would face Becky for the title at SummerSlam. Natalia wins. She cuts this promo saying, "Oh, I can't wait to face my friend." Becky gets in there saying, well, that's good Natalia but come SummerSlam we're not friends and uh we're going you're going to step into the ring with the man, that kind of stuff and then Natalia and you know I guess language warning basically said that she was going to beat her bitch and you know they they had a little decent back and forth. Um thoughts good bad
0: the one thing I will say about this match is Have you noticed that they're billing Becky Lynch to be a heel?
1: Yeah. I I mean, it it makes sense, but to me it feels like Natty's more of a heel,
0: doesn't it? No. Didn't you see, like, I forget which raw it was, but it showed, like, Natalia training before the show with Oh, that's
1: right, yeah. And
0: Becky Lynch just straight up attacked her. That's a heel move to do. And I'm like, well, why are they doing that? I thought Becky Lynch is a babyface. Well, think about where the pay-per-view's at. Toronto. So, Natalia's automatically going to get the the cheers. True. So, I feel like they're turning Becky Lynch heel for one match, and then like... They're they're subtly
1: turning her heel.
0: Well, I'm sure like, the Raw after SummerSlam is going to be in Toronto, or Canada, wherever. So, she may be heel for that, but then I think after that, it'll be... Right back to where it's supposed to be. She'll be a good guy. But,
1: but you know what, though? This doesn't damage her character, because they're, they're painting her off as, like, the anti-hero, female Steve Austin kind of, um... You know, so I, I think doing something like this isn't even that far off from her character to begin with. I mean, it's, it's a little out of the ordinary, but I don't think it's anything to necessarily sweat over. Um... So... I... I think that if you're going to have Trish beat Charlotte, does it make much sense for Natty to beat Becky? And that's the question you have to ask yourself. Because I feel like only one hometown hero is going to win. And I, I'm I'm going to go Becky. I think Becky is... She's, she's had the title for a while, yes... But I wouldn't be surprised if Becky held the title to WrestleMania and then dropped it at WrestleMania to whoever. That's a one-year reign. I
0: was about to ask you, is that a one-year reign?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, it has, it's never really been done with the women's belt. I think Trish Stratus may have done it. She may have. Um, I was looking at your picks when you said it only makes sense to have one hometown hero win. And you did pick Trish Stratus, so I can see you picking Becky. Um, you know I'm kind of with you on that one. Except I picked Charlotte to win the Trish match. So you so, think there
1: will be a title change for the
0: woman. So I think somehow, some way, some way that, <laughs> that will get the man to tap out. Are, are
1: you, you questioning your
0: pick a little bit? <laughs> a little bit. Because that may hurt the man character. But... It could be, like, one of the upsets of the year. So, I'm going to go with Natalia. All
1: right, so now that we got all of those picks out the way, Matt, it is...
0: Worst drum roll
1: ever. That was terrible. Main event time, but first... This whole episode of the podcast is brought to you by PowerSlam TV. PowerSlam TV has the top promotions and celebrities in the pro wrestling world offering events, shoots, and other related content available for the first time in a single massive location that can be watched on smartphones, computers, and connected TVs. PowerSlam.TV showcases premium pro wrestling content from countries all over the world. Use promo code PROWRESTLINGPOD, all one word, PROWRESTLINGPOD, for one month free on us. Visit powerslam.tv for more info.
0: And you know that promo spot that you just read? Uh, Last week I did the show by myself I knew I had run the promo and I'm like okay well I'll just listen to how Nick does it I'll write down what he says only problem is Nick you do that so fast it took me forever to write that whole thing out. Like I, I would write it I'd write out a little bit at a time. I'd hit play. I'm like, oh, I missed this part of it. So i to scratch out what I wrote and then rewrite it. <laughs> it. It was a pain.
1: Man, you you do realize that there was a plug you could have just put in so you didn't have to say it. I don't know where the plug is. I guess I'll fix that then. <laughs> anyway, shout out to Powerslam.tv Power TV for more info.
0: You can go there and see me whoop Nick's ass.
1: I would love to see you whoop my ass because, quite frankly, you can't. Yeah. Okay. Shots fired. Anyway, main event time. So now we have Brock Lesnar, the
0: Beast Incarnate. The
1: Beast Incarnate defending his Universal Title once again against Sethi McSetster, Seth Rollins. The I won a couple beast matches Slayer. with that. Yes, the Beast Slayer, which. Honestly, and I've, I've said this for a while, and I'll say it again, I don't think there's a harder worker in WWE right now than Seth Rollins.
0: But how ironic is it that the Beast Slayer got slayed by the Beast? That's Does that fair. make him the Beast Slayer still?
1: Yeah, that's a, that's a good question. So what, are you... So
0: I'm questioning his name at this point.
1: So what Matt is referring to is that there were a couple uh, weeks in a row where Brock for lack of a better word, beat the crap out of Seth Rollins. Uh, there was the vicious F5 spot onto the chair, which looked sick in my opinion. Multiple times. he Multiple did. Multiple times. And, uh, last week on raw with taped up ribs, Seth tried, uh, coming at Brock Lesnar and that did not work <laughs> in his favor. Uh, but afterwards, Seth did grab the mic and saying that this was all he has and he'll be at SummerSlam to take down the beast. um,
0: I had a problem with that on Raw. Really? Seth Rollins came out limping and walking gingerly. Then he gets into the ring, and all of a sudden he charges at Brock Lesnar like full force running. Yeah, if you are if you
1: have rib damage, you're not going to be running.
0: Right. Anyone I mean, with a rib injury. He gets injury knocked out, and he goes right back to selling that he's hurt from the previous week, and he's moving gingerly. i like, I don't get it. You kind of.
1: You know how I would book this whole thing? And it, it, it's it's probably cliche, but this is just how I would do it. Why not just have Brock attack Seth so bad? Keep Seth off TV for, like, I don't know, three weeks, okay? And have Heyman come out every week saying, oh, we're going to be at SummerSlam, and unless if uh, Seth shows up, there's not a damn thing anyone can do about us and all this stuff. And then have the referee start counting one, two, three... Like, at SummerSlam, once he hits nine, well, I don't know, say five or six to give Seth time to get to the ring. Once he gets, to like, six or something, Seth, now that he's fully healed, comes, like, running down to the ring. And then, you know, he has this brutal match with Brock.
0: I actually like that idea. The only problem is they didn't, see, again, with Raw Reunion, they didn't have it's enough time tough. to pull yeah. something like that off. If they wouldn't have had Raw reunion when they did, that gives them an extra week. Meaning, this Monday, the cook kept Seth Rollins off of it. And then the week after that, again, no Seth Rollins. And then SummerSlam, that's when that whole scenario plays out.
1: Yeah. Well, I, I don't know. To me... This is a. I I would actually argue that this match is probably going to be the most predictable match on the card. I just it, it, to me it doesn't make sense. You book Seth two weeks in a row to make him look injured and hurt, like you said. Seth sold it, but I don't think he sold it the right way. And I feel like it's kind of obvious to me that Seth is going to win. And I don't know how you feel, but I'm 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 going to say Seth. I mean, I just, I can't really think of a good reason as to why they would have Brock over Seth at this point. And once again, you're freaking smiling.
0: Because I'm like how... Stop you, smiling! Because <laughs> I, I like how you said this is the most predictable match of the night. I don't think it is. I think...
1: If you, okay, then if you had to say what the most predictable match is, what would it be? If it's not this one,
0: Goldberg versus well, Ziggler. okay,
1: I forgot about that. <laughs> That's fair.
0: Uh, so you're going Rollins. Yeah. Because I'm going opposite. I'm going. Going he Brock. He's the beast incarnate. Seth Rollins should still be hurt. So, which means, I don't want to say squash match, but it's going to have that feel to it. I expect Seth Rollins to have like a brief period where. He comes up and he starts attacking Lesnar, but it's not going to last long. I see Lesnar winning this match in, like, ten minutes or less. You look disappointed in that response.
1: Yeah. Uh, Okay, first off, I just want to say the difference between Goldberg and Lesnar is Lesnar can actually put on... I don't want to say decent matches, but at least he has stamina to go 10 minutes. And, I mean, I was never a fan of Goldberg, so maybe I'm biased. But the second difference is that, does Brock seriously need to hold that title hostage anymore? Like, I've... I, you have no idea how many times, when it comes down to a match like this, I turn it off because it's like, Brock's gonna win. And he, he won't be there for two or three months until the next pay-per-view. And I just feel like... At at some point, if you're Vince, Triple H, whoever, do you realize no one cares about Brock anymore?
0: But I think that's, at this point, I think that's the best way to build Brock Lesnar, is to not have him there every week. And if he just so happens to have the belt, he has the belt, there's not much you can do about it.
1: I will say, since Brock came back in, was it, 2011, 2012, or something like that, He's had two moments that my jaw has dropped. Okay? The first moment was that match he had with Orton at SummerSlam, like twenty fifteen or something like that, where he just laid waste to him. He he took off his uh his glove and he like elbow struck his head so much to where he was just a pile of blood. That was hard to watch. And the second time was at Money in the Bank where Allie was right there in the grasp of grabbing that briefcase and then Brock came out. Made zero sense whatsoever. But it made my jaw drop. Which, those when you have a guy like Brock who's only there part-time, I feel like you need to have more curveballs than anything with him. And going back to my point, I don't... I just, unless that they're throwing me a curveball at SummerSlam, I just, I see Seth winning and walking out of the Scotiabank Arena as your new Universal Champion. And I hope Seth has that title for a while. He deserves it.
0: I think another factor is how much influence does Paul Heyman have on Brock Lesnar in the Universal Championship? Because, who knows, maybe Heyman. He's thinking the same way as you, and he's like, well, if I'm in charge of Raw, I want the champ there every week, so we're going to put it on Seth Rollins.
1: Now, do you think there's a... I I know that it probably likely won't happen, but maybe just to get Brock out of the picture, do you think Baron Corbin could interfere in some capacity? Because we haven't really seen him outside of his feud with Seth.
0: That is a wild card, because
1: I I don't think he's been on there
0: since... Extreme roles,
1: Him or Lacey. Right. I mean, I, I, I see Corbin get involved more than I see Lacey in Becky Lynch's match, but...
0: I, I can even see Lacey getting involved in Becky Lynch's match. I can see them both interfering in both matches. I,
1: I'm not saying it's going to happen. I, I mean, I just think it's like... I would say like a 20% chance it could happen. Like, I'm not, I'm not giving it like a full-blown sky-high rating or anything like that to happen. Um, also... I just realized, as I looked at the card, I think this is the first time in a long time this is a Roman reigns list pay pay-per-view where he's not actually booked on it.
0: I heard that they were thinking about adding him versus either Daniel Bryan or him versus Eric Rowan.
1: Because it was revealed that Rowan right. was the guy behind these attacks.
0: But then I read somewhere that they don't want him just throw it together last minute like that. There's
1: no point. Not
0: they reveal the person. They want to let it marinate a little bit. They want to build it up. And they should. They should. So the next pay-per-view, I think, is where you're going to get that payoff.
1: And do you think...
0: I think they still continue the feud on SummerSlam, maybe not with an actual match. Right. Maybe a confrontation.
1: And I'm trying to look at the next pay-per-view, which is Clash of Champions, September 15th. So, yeah, I mean, maybe something will happen at Clash of Champions. I mean, it's... I, I don't know. We'll have to see. Um, Do you like the stuff with Roman, though? Real quick before we sign off.
0: Yeah, it's different. You know, the set falling on, which is what started everything, that was kind of lackluster compared to what happened on Raw when he's getting out of the car and that other car comes speeding. flying down to speeding and smashes into his car.
1: That was a great edit, by the way.
0: Of them yeah, doing that. that looked Fantastic. really good. Like, no one's seen it coming. My mouth dropped.
1: And I don't know... I, I, was, I was asleep by this point, but I don't know if this happened on Raw or if it was like a WWE.com extra, but I saw that after all that happened... Samoa Joe was actually helping Roman Reigns.
0: Well, that's what... um, See, it started off with Joe looking for Reigns. And then when Reigns pulled up, Joe was heading that way to confront him. And then Joe seen the whole thing happen. Yeah. So I think they took a commercial, and when they came back, they said, during the commercial, this is what happened. Okay. And you see Samoa Joe trying to help with the situation.
1: Yeah, telling him to just, you know, stay down and, you know, just calling for, uh, like...
0: Medical. Medical, basically. Yeah. So
1: yeah. I, I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, and that shows that it's Paul Heyman booking these segments, because Paul Heyman's all about, like, reality-type segments to make it look edgy and things like that. So I'm a fan. I say keep it up. So how are you feeling, Matt?
0: feeling pretty good, Nick. How are you feeling,
1: we're good. About to go on a walk, play some Pokemon Go. Maybe get some dinner at Dante's Pizza. There you go. Local pizza place. Shout out to them. Phenomenal pizza.
0: In Berea, Ohio. Yeah. Right off of 237 there.
1: Or we might go to maybe Grindstone. I'm not sure. Nice little bar over by where you work. Um, and then tomorrow we're actually thinking about making pizza for SummerSlam. But we're not yes. fully sure, so...
0: SummerSlam. I've been doing this lately for all the pay-per-views. I treat myself to a thing of shrimp. Okay. I, I love shrimp.
1: I can respect that.
0: And usually Tiffany's working on Sundays, which is good, because she hates shrimp. She hates the smell of it. Oh, it's so good. I'll eat it in front of her, and she'll be like, I'm not kissing you now.
1: Oh, yeah, Rebecca's the same way. If she sees me in shrimp, she doesn't want anything to do with me.
0: The only problem is Tiffany's off tomorrow, so... <laughs> I ain't getting any kisses.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, again, I hope SummerSlam is a great show. Um, I hope TakeOver Tonight is a great show. Um, I might watch a little bit, depending on what time we get home and stuff. So uh, we'll see. So that'll wrap it up here on the Pro Wrestling Podcast. You want to help the show, the Gmail is pod at gmail.com. Once again pod at gmail.com. Facebook is facebook.com slash prowrestling as we try to get the which is right there. <laughs> Facebook.com slash Pro Wrestling Pod. Once again, Facebook.com slash Pro Wrestling Pod. Twitter is Twitter.com slash Pro W Podcast. I hope I'm going slow enough. Once again, at Pro W Podcast. Yeah, is that
0: because of my comment earlier? Yep.
1: <coughs> the website is Pro Wrestling Pod.blogspot.com. Once again, Pro Wrestling blogspot.com. On there you get interviews, you get blog posts. Uh, the show itself is uploaded on there. We are available on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, and right here on Anchor.
0: Or you can just bing us.
1: My name is Nick. My
0: name is Matt.
1: See you guys next time from the Parm. <laughs> Not no. When don't say Parm. You make me sound like a chicken Parmesan sandwich is hosting the podcast or something.
0: You can get that at Dante's. You actually
1: probably could. It's actually probably delicious. That sounds really good. Yeah, go for it. We'll see
0: you guys next time. The time has arrived. We are broadcasting Raw Live from my ass. Boom, boom. I'd rather watch two old women slap my ass. <laughs> Woo. That's as tough as a chunk of my ass. Here comes the biggest ass. 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 The big man is back. Jim Ross, 350 pounds. Say hello to my ass. ass. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the greatest spectacle on earth. My ass. 30 men will enter. My ass. You know what I mean. The most important thing to a tag team is my ass. I totally agree with you, JR. Here you go, King. Kiss my ass. I wish you would jump on top of me, JR. It disgusts me to see my ass. My daughter's nursery rhymes are more aggressive than this.
1: I can't help but look at the buttons they are. What?